This is Messenger Insight, a podcast program brought to you by Oklahoma Baptists and the Baptist Messenger. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this special Messenger Insight podcast. Brian Hobbs, your host, pleased to be joined with Pastor Mike of Henderson Hills Thank Baptist you. Church. Welcome, brother. Thank you. Glad to be here. Now, you serve in the missions area with mm-hmm. Henderson Hills Baptist Church. have done that for more than 20 years. Yeah, uh, almost 26, as a matter of that's, fact. That's amazing. Well, we appreciate you you joining us. I know you. the Lord has been sent you all over the world with the good news, and your church is definitely so missions-minded and uh, was actually featured in the state missions offering video. We're going to be talking about that in, in this episode. So many people who follow the news f- saw what happened with Afghanistan after the military withdrawal and the Taliban takeover. It left people fleeing that country, fleeing for their lives, for, for persecution, and um, – uh, setting aside all the political conversations about any of that, thinking about just the ministry side, there was an opportunity that happened with that, and uh, your church congregation stepped up and to accept a role in those Afghans coming to America and specifically to Oklahoma. Could you talk, Mike, about what happened with that? Sure. Um, well, it kind of began with my uh, oldest son. Yes. He and his wife were serving in Dubai, and they um, they were serving with IMB, and they began to meet a lot of, of Afghans who were there in Dubai, and they uh, just loved them, and they uh, began to minister to them and train them, and then they're sending them right back into uh, Afghanistan. Uh, as underground pastors. So uh, we Henderson was indirectly involved uh, with them through that. And w- we were setting goals. We wanted to see um, 100 house churches planted in there. Mm-hmm. And then, as you said, what happened last uh, August, uh, all of a sudden put all those people in danger. And the, the Taliban knew who they were. And so their lives were in immediate danger. And so, uh, by the providence of God, he began to uh, bring them out. And uh, when they and the Afghans that are here with us, they literally were on the very last plane that left Afghanistan. Wow! And um, so they asked. He said, "Do you know anybody in the U.S.?" And they wrote my son and his wife's name down on a piece of paper and said mm-hmm. Oklahoma. And uh, so they said, "Okay, well, that's where you're going." And so uh, we began to just talk with them and try to communicate with them. And it actually took them quite a while to actually get here. They went to several countries, then they came to the states, and then they were in different uh, states and at different uh, uh, camps and bases here. Uh, and uh, it was really interesting because they were already doing church planting when they were there. So they get to New Mexico. And they look around and they're and they're in this Afghan camp and they're like, well, we're in America, we can have church. So they threw open their tent and started inviting people to church. Well, it automatically put them in danger. Mm. And so the uh, the the base there called us and said, we can't protect these people. They need to leave now. And so uh, 
uh, we uh, bought them plane tickets and flew them straight to Oklahoma. Wow, that's that's powerful. You know, as Americans, we're so accustomed to religious liberty, freedom of worship. It's hard to even get your head around what it'd be like to live in a country where Christianity is literally illegal to gather for worship like that. Well, let's take let's pause a minute on this video and watch the state missions offering video. Of course, the state missions offering goes to fund lots of missions and ministry in Oklahoma. We talked about deaf ministry in a prior podcast and African-American ministry and now refugee ministry. So let's take a, a break and watch that video now. Nearly everything gone. This is what packing up 20 years of war in Afghanistan looks like. The U.S. has now started withdrawing troops from Afghanistan. Practically everyone who can is trying to leave the country. Thousands who fought with American troops are now worried about their lives. We didn't know what was about to happen there in Afghanistan. And then all of a sudden, we have this refugee crisis upon us. Many of them are in danger, and many of them do not have a clear way out. They've truly lost everything. Afghanistan is an Islamic country. It is illegal to have an official Christian church there. So I led an underground house church that only the Christians knew about. When I first became Christian and began sharing the gospel, all of my relatives cut their relationship with me. My uncle tried to kill me. The police arrested me for being Christian and beat me a lot. When the Taliban began to take over, I was trying to find a way to escape Afghanistan. Most people knew that I was the pastor of an underground church. If the Taliban came, my relatives and neighbors would report me and I would be executed. I needed to leave Afghanistan. I took my wife and children to the airport and the situation was not good. Around the airport, there were more than 100,000 people trying to leave Afghanistan and the soldiers wouldn't let us inside. For five days and nights, we didn't have a place to sleep. No food, no water, nothing. We became disappointed and returned home. We thought maybe God wanted us to be killed by the hands of the Taliban. When we arrived at our house, a big explosion happened in the same place we had just left. But what we're being told is that a suicide bomber blew himself up close to the Abbey Gate entrance. 100 people and 13 American soldiers were killed in that explosion. It means that the whole of the evacuation is probably coming to an end. As we watched the news of the explosion, a stranger called us and said, I can help you. Send me your location. I can send a van to pick you up. We realized that God had a plan for us, and he didn't want us to die. Like a miracle, he sent two vans. In total, 16 Christians got onto the vans and returned to the airport. We escaped on the last flight out of Kabul. This historic moment, the last U.S. troops have withdrawn from Afghanistan. My oldest son lived in America previously and had friends at Henderson Hills Baptist Church. He contacted them, saying, my family is out of Afghanistan and we need help. Henderson Hills said, we were welcome in Oklahoma. We have a long history of ministering to internationals here at Henderson. And so when we began to see everything that was happening in Afghanistan, 
in mid-August. It was just a natural thing for our church to begin reaching out and people were asking, what are we going to be doing? When we got to the airport, all of the Henderson Hills people were there to welcome us. We were shocked and surprised. We couldn't believe there was someone waiting for us in Oklahoma. They helped us a lot. We were 16 people, and they provided housing and food for us. When we didn't have a car or license, they drove us. It was God's love they showed us. All the things that it takes to resettle someone here, uh, we don't think about that because we just automatically have that. The state missions offering help us fund their basic needs to help them to begin to build a life here in Oklahoma. When a church gives to the state mission offering, they're able to help support refugees. It doesn't matter the size of your church. What matters is that we are partnering together. It takes all of us working together to help accomplish what we believe God's trying to do here. Now we are safe, we are free, and the Taliban cannot kill us anymore. We saw God's love in the people here. Afghan people, they never experience love. They grow up in a country where they only destroy each other. And so the best way to share the gospel with Afghan people is to show love to them. God is up to something bigger than we could ever imagine. So I pray we just trust God, dream big, and let's be a part of a movement. And we're back. Uh, wow, what a video, Mike. What's that What's that stirring you when you pause to think about all that? Uh, you know, it just brought back uh, so many just amazing memories. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were as we were communicating with them when they were overseas and even uh, praying for them to get out of Afghanistan, and, uh, you know, we were able to to talk with them on their journey and all the difficulties they went through and then to see them actually walk through the those uh, the, the airport there yes. was just like it was just so surreal that these people we've been praying for and working hard for and strategizing for and trying to plan for uh, here they were standing in front of us mm. and you know uh, it was kind of overwhelming uh, as they come walking out, but we just went trusting the Lord. And, you know, now a year later, the impact they've had on us is way greater than any than anything that we've done for them. Amen. They have impacted us tremendously. Wow. That's powerful. And, and just like you said, that scene where they're coming in the airport and your church family is there, the hands and feet of Jesus, the Christ fellowship that just mm-hmm. you experience that is powerful yeah and you know people of all ages and uh, they were just really really excited uh, to embrace them and uh, just really really thankful uh, for the Lord giving us this unique opportunity well in Oklahoma Baptists across the state get to be part of this when you know when we give through the the missions offering it's it's a united giving effort and in so many ways, Henderson Hills has, has been leading in areas like this. Um, how, just how has the Lord been at work in, in some of the other ministries that you've been blessed to be part of and, and things like that, Mike? 
Yeah, you know, uh, it's just remarkable uh, what God does through people that are just willing. Mm. And we did, it, it's just been so fun to watch our people that are so talented in so many ways. And we're not better than anyone else. We're not more talented in any ways. Uh, every church is full of talented, wonderful people. And just uh, allowing God to use our gifts and talents that he's given us to spread the gospel. And, um, you know, we've had uh, just some tremendous work that's happened in Nicaragua uh, there. And we've also uh, been in Europe working with the diaspora. So a lot of the North Africans uh, and people from the Middle East that are in Europe, we've been focusing on them. And we also love being in North Africa. And we are we're in a place where uh, in the city we're ministering in, we know of about 60 believers. And um, there's 1.3 million people that live hmm. in the city we're in. And I was just meeting with the underground uh, leader there uh, just last week and how we can strategize and how we can uh, help uh serve them better, not lead them, but serve them. That's that's good. That's powerful. Well, you think about from the time of the disciples to today, just how God's people are sent, sent all over mm-hmm. the world with the good news, uh, even when it's hard or inconvenient or unpopular or even illegal, like we were talking about here, what happened in Afghanistan. You mentioned a minute ago you being blessed. What's that dynamic like? Could you talk about that? Yeah. Um, so the family in the video, I had the privilege of driving them in a van to uh, to Houston for uh, their, their immigration interview. And so I got in the van with them, and uh, one of their – their children speaks English. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right. I said, Nilifar, I want you up here in the front. <laughs> and I want to hear stories all the way to Houston. Yeah. And uh, so they just begin to tell us, tell me story after story after story of how they came to faith. And, um, you know, when you when you listen to, to believers like this that literally are laying their life on the line – for, for Christ, uh, it can't help but impact you. Mm. And uh, I remember getting out of the van. We got to Houston. I called my wife, and I said, Vanda, I will never be a, afraid to share the gospel with anyone ever again. Yeah. And when I just uh, watch how they uh, shared the gospel and was the gospel in front of me, uh, it just had an incredible incredible impact on my life and and my wife's life. That's powerful. That's powerful. Well, and something I love too, you know, how you all see by God's grace with the eyes of Jesus, you know, some people see a situation like this and it looks like maybe a social problem or see obstacles, but you saw some opportunity with it. Here's a group we could bless. Here's a group we could share fellowship with. What's it been like to share fellowship with these folks as you've gotten to know them and they know you? Yeah. You know, it's been really fun to learn their culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, uh, I've learned that when I go to their house, I better plan to be there for a minute. <laughs> like there's no swinging by. Uh, so you you go to the door, you take your shoes off, uh, you walk in, 
and they immediately start fixing you tea, yep. and then they start feeding you, and you just sit in on the floor and you talk for uh, a long, long time. Yeah. And just embracing their culture, uh, even though they're not in Afghanistan, they're they're Afghanis, and it's been uh, it, it this amazing. Um, this amazing testimony of hospitality that they have to bring you in and you're just you're just family immediately and uh so that has just been really fun for us and and our church even to to learn afghan culture and we've been doing that and uh because you don't really have a choice and so when you go over there they eat uh they drink tea and when uh and They'll even get up and start dancing, and it's just so, so fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. By the way, I should have mentioned that video we just watched. That is available on OklahomaBaptist.org. There's a a one-minute version and a full version that you could Mm -hmm. show for your church service and and really highlight what's been done here and would just encourage that. So, Mike, you know, can you take us back to when the Lord first gave you this burden for missions, for going, and, and and just how he's fueled that in your life, you know, what what were some of the keys in mm. when that first got going in your life? Um, well, probably when I was uh, in first grade. Wow. I, uh, I was an RA, a rural ambassador. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, about two years ago, I was driving down the road, and I thought to myself, I wonder if I can still write the Royal Ambassador Pledge. And I got to my office at church, and I sat down, and I wrote out the entire pledge. Wow. And when I looked at that pledge, and as I read that, I thought to myself, this is what I do every single day. Yes. This pledge. And I didn't realize at the time, but when I was just a child— um, and men and RAs were pouring into me, and and my my church was pouring into me. They were planting seeds that, you know, fifty plus years later, that that's what I would be doing. Wow! And so that was my first uh, start, I believe. And then um, I met my wife at our uh, BCM, mm-hmm. and we took BCM trips, and yeah. they took us on mission trips. And so, uh, you know. Uh, and my, my uncle was a uh, Southern Baptist missionary. And so uh, we just have been influenced on uh, sharing the gospel just by being an Oklahoman, uh, attending and growing up in an Oklahoma Southern Baptist church, uh, I believe is what uh, has allowed me to be able to be blessed to do so many things around the world. Thank you for sharing that. And, um you know, I just love that from the earliest days of life that God was building that in you and that it was part of the Southern Baptist culture that we emphasize missions, that from the earliest age, kids are hearing about this. Absolutely. It is so important. And if you look on the website I mentioned, there's actually also kids' activity pages that any Sunday school class could do or a VBS-type setting because we, we really believe strongly that this does begin at an early mm-hmm. age. Well. Pastor Mike, so how how else can we pray for you and your congregation? Uh, anything going on with with y'all that we could lift up? 
Yeah, we uh, we have a, a new work in uh, in North Africa. I think is one of the things we're really focusing on right now, and um, we have just sent there within uh, the last few months uh, a family with two young children, um, another young lady, and then we've also sent one of our workers from uh, Nicaragua that is in one of our uh, partner ministries there. And so she's serving uh, now in North Africa. Wow. And so that's something we're pretty passionate about is trying to mobilize our partners from other parts of the world uh, to other parts of the world. And we're seeing everyone as someone we can send. And uh, people that we started sending to back in, we used to send to them in the 90s. Now we're saying, okay, it's time for you to go. And so uh, that's been fun to train and equip uh, Latin Americans to go to other parts of the world. That's awesome. And something I love about, you know, the SBC, IMB, International Mission, churches of any size, any group, you can find ways to plug in students with ghost students here in Oklahoma or a church and congregation like yours. So we'll uh, we'll want to pray just along those lines. Mm-hmm. Pastor Mike, thank you for coming on. Thank you for being part of this ministry and uh, the missions offering. We, we pray blessings uh, to Henderson Hills and your work and all that God's doing. Thank you. Thanks for allowing me to be here today. Sure thing. God bless. Thank you. This Messenger Insight has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. Visit us at baptistmessenger.com or your preferred podcast platform. Oklahoma Baptists, advancing the gospel together.